Uh, over the past few months, I've made an observation. And I believe as Christians, we choose to compartmentalize our spiritual journey. We choose to compartmentalize our faith. By that, I mean when we give our hearts to Jesus Christ, when we say that he is Lord of our life, we give him our spirit for the most part. But most often, we give him attention on Sunday morning and during our devotional times throughout the day. But we aren't holistically giving him our body, our soul, and our spirit. So I want to really hone in on each of those parts of us for the next three weeks because I feel confidently that God's will for us, God's desire for us, is to be all in. Not just with our spirit, which is the very... Um, intimately personal part in which we connect with God's spirit, but also in soul. Next week, we'll talk about the soul, which is really our mind, our will, and our emotions, our personality, the person of which that lives on. That's really grammatically incorrect. Sorry. The soul is that part of us that never dies if we are a believer in Christ. And then our body, which is our physical being. All right, so will you go with me as we concentrate on our physical body? Because I'm just saying, we Christians believe that Jesus loves us just the way we are, and sometimes we allow our physical body just to kind of go by the wayside. And if we are going to do what God calls us to do as Christians, then I believe God calls us to take very good care and honor God with our body. And to start first with Psalm 139, you, you know this. Psalmist David says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Over the past couple weeks as I've been preparing, I've watched that movie again, The Miracle of Life. And I've been reading really cool and trivial, interesting facts about the body. And you know this, but our physical bodies are just incredibly miraculous machines. I believe that our physical health is a spiritual discipline. I believe that our physical health is a spiritual discipline. I believe that taking care of our physical bodies is truly an act of worship. I want you to see if you can go there with me. Because most often, as believers, we don't consider our physical body to be part of being whole, being healthy in Jesus Christ. In the Bible, Paul talks a lot about our physical body. And I want you to take note of these scriptures. Get out your phone if that's where you take notes. Get out your bulletin and write. Because I hope that you will use these scriptures over the course of this week to meditate on scripture and then allow the Holy Spirit to, to help you determine where there might need to be a bit of work. And I want you to approach this not with shame, but with how you are going to love God by loving your body. So with that in mind, let's first go to 1 Corinthians 6. 
starting with the 19th verse. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property? You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. I've got four things that I want you to consider this morning. Number one is this, comes straight from this scripture. My body is not my own. We believe that every living thing was created by God. Our bodies, you know this, have been created by God. But I don't believe that you and I treat our bodies as gifts from God. Secondly, Jesus bought my body on the cross. That comes from verse 20 right here in this passage. Paul says, you were bought with a price, purchased with the precious blood of Jesus who made his own. We were made his own, covered by the blood of the lamb. I want you to go to 1 Peter 18 and 19. 1 Peter 1. 18 and 19. As I said, I'm going to throw out a lot of scripture for you because this, I believe, I'm being called today to kind of be a messenger. It's between you and the Holy Spirit how God's going to work in your life this week because this is a, something that all of us need to work on. 1 Peter 1, verses 18 and 19. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. We were bought. Our body is not our own. And I have to admit this. I'm standing in front of you as your pastor. And I've always considered my body, me, my body. Let me just take care of my body. And it wasn't until just a few months ago, actually, that I wanted to be free and worship and use my whole body in worship that I made the connection. That my body is a gift from God. I have to take care of it. It's not mine to do with whatever I want to do with it. All right, number three, my body is connected to the body of Christ. Now this goes to, back to 1 Corinthians 6 a little earlier in this same passage. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 15 Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Now let me let me tell you what I believe this means. I believe that every part of us belongs to Jesus Christ and that God expects us to manage our physical body. And God is calling us not to be mastered by anything. Now, when you study this week, I want you to go to both 1 Corinthians 6 and 1 Corinthians 10. Because in both of those chapters, Paul says, everything is permissible. That's our free will that we believe in. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Hmm, that'll preach. 
And then Paul says, again, everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. I heard it recently quoted, my body is a temple. I will not treat it as a trash can. My body is a temple. I will not treat it as a trash can. So I have to stop and ask, boy, I've been doing some soul searching, and I need you to do the same. This is the nitty-gritty of our life as believers. What kind of food are we putting in our bodies? What kind of drink? What kind of substances? How are we treating the gift of sex? Where are you and I abusing our bodies or that of somebody else? I don't think it's a generalization when I say that all of us have work to do. This is where I have to say that that some of us in this room and people that you know and love are completely overcome by addictions. And if you know somebody or if you are tempted and struggling, if that is your stronghold, then it is time to get help. It is time for you to help that loved one. It is time to hold one another accountable. Because we are under the throes of an attack. And these addictions are not what God wants and desires for us. I want to be the person that helps you get the help that you need. Talk to me. Talk to somebody else in this room. But please don't live another day under the control of something other than your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I can't say it enough. We can't do this stuff on our own. If you are struggling with an addiction, and I'm talking food, sex, drugs, alcohol, shopping, I don't care what you're addicted to, but there is help, and it's time to stand up. You know, the hardest thing is admitting. There are people in this room who are part of a 12-step program that can help. There are people in this room who are certified fitness instructors. There are people in this room who, who have quit smoking and been successful over the years. There are people in this room who have overcome a lot of the strongholds that we, you, I are dealing with. Let's covenant together. You know, as I said last week, this is much more than a New Year's resolution. This is about our being healthy and whole in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So think about your nutrition, your exercise, your rest, and your play or recreation. You know the stats. I didn't bring them here for you today, but you know you have been recipients of stress, the, the, what is it, the bad effects of stress. I have lived it as well. Stress takes a toll beyond measure on our physical body. So that's part of it too. Where is God calling you? Where is God calling me to start taking care of this temple, this, this dwelling of God's spirit?
<laughs> Another question for you. If you don't take care of your body, where are you going to live? Your soul is the depth, de- the depth of who you are. God's spirit lives in you. God's spirit lives in me. If we don't take care of this, this is perishable. And finally, number four, (laughs) the Holy Spirit lives in my body. In the Old Testament, you you will remember that God instructed Moses to build a tabernacle, and that would be where God's spirit would reside. And then we read about how God gave David instructions to build the temple in Jerusalem. After the cross, our bodies are the temple. Our bodies are the temple. God's spirit resides in us. I was watching another preacher on on the internet the other day, and he used this analogy, and boy, another one of those holy two-by-fours. He asked this question, if you were walking down the street and you saw someone vandalizing your church building, what would you do? I would want to do everything in my power to stop that vandalism. If we allow our mindset to expand a little bit to our physical bodies, being the church building, the temple, the tabernacle in which God's spirit resides, then I would generalize again that all of us are doing some vandalism to that temple, to that tabernacle. Any activity, whether it is righteous and holy or unrighteous and profane, has an effect on our whole being, body, mind, soul, spirit. So whatever we do, we know this, the choices that we make have consequences. So let's look carefully now at some scripture. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16 and 17. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple... God will destroy him, for God's temple is sacred, and you are that temple. Now let me talk this out with you a bit. My interpretation. We are holy. We are righteous. Our identity comes, our righteousness comes through Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit continues to work in us to sanctify us. That means to allow us to to continue to transform, to be made pure, to be made holy. Now the Holy Spirit convicts us. It transforms us. It refines us. It prunes us. Now, let's talk about this. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. This is what I believe. When we are not functioning in the way God created us to function, and that certainly includes our physical body, we suffer the consequences of our choices. And when that happens, I believe that we open ourselves up 
to the work of the enemy in our lives. God doesn't zap us, but God allows things to happen. We suffer consequences for our actions, and we are destroyed because we cannot function the way we are created to function. Then we're not living up to the highest good, what God, how God has created us, his desire, his will for us. Go to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. First, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I'm going to keep going. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greek, or the church of God. That means anybody. Do not cause anyone else to stumble, even as I try to please everybody in every way. Paul says, I'm not seeking my own good, but the good of many so that they may be saved. Follow my example because I follow the example of Christ. Finally, go to Romans 12. Verse 1, this is what we sang about over and over. Take my life and let it be consecrated. Let me do your will. Romans 12, 1, therefore I urge you, brothers, in, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Offer our bodies as living sacrifices. This week, will you take this? Will you take these scriptures? Will you meditate on them? Will you pray that the Holy Spirit reveal to you where you need to improve? A lot of us as human beings will go to the place, the default of shame, of guilt. And that's not where God wants us. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit helps us be aware of things in which we need to improve. But don't allow the enemy to, to start telling you you're worthless, you're no good, you're full of shame. Don't allow your mind to go there. Instead, think of how you are going to choose to love God by learning to love your body. I mean, this is... This is vital. I want you to think of taking one small step, making one small change. Then tell somebody and start holding each other accountable. As I said, we are not created to do this life on our own, and we certainly are not created to do this healthy stuff on our own. Just in case you need a little kick... Um, the Daniel plan is starting on January 25th. I'm not, you know, proposing that that's the only way, but if you want to have a more um, wholesome view of body, soul, and spirit, that may be something that you look at. Meeting for a few weeks, it looks at faith and your friendships and your, your uh, fitness and your nutrition, just the kind of that holistic stuff. You know that there are all kinds of programs out there. I'm not going to stand up and tell you one over the other. But I am going to encourage you to do what needs to be done 
to get your body as healthy as possible. Take one small step. Finally, I'm going to end with 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. I want to pause and let you know, sanctify in the Greek means to be made holy and pure. But in that Greek word, it means it's a process. This gives me hope. You know, it's not something like, oh boy, this afternoon we need to be 15 pounds lighter and we need to be able to run two miles and we're going to not eat processed food and all of that stuff. That's not what this is about. Our sanctifying process is truly a process made possible by the Holy Spirit. Continuing verse 23, may your whole spirit, soul, and body Be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. That's the good news. God is not saying, okay, I created you, now take care of yourself, just do it. God's saying, I have created you, depend on me. I will help you do what I'm calling you to do, to live healthy in body, soul, and spirit. As the band comes up, I want you just to start thinking. Obviously, the Holy Spirit is working. And and the Holy Spirit is bringing some things to our attention. Where do you, where do I need to begin working to make that change to be healthy in physical body? Next week, we'll talk about soul, and two weeks from now, we'll talk about living a spirit-filled life. I encourage you to come and take the posture of prayer during this last song. Perhaps it's just an indication that, that you're humbling yourself. You're open to the Spirit's guidance as to how you need to, to move forward this week and in the weeks to come.